Hi, I'm Jessica, and when I'm not drinking all the coffee, watching Razorback sports, or hanging out with my family of boys, it's my passion to help elementary music teachers just like you find your unique teaching style. My goal with this podcast is to share helpful tips, strategies, and to give you the motivation you need to gain momentum in your teaching so you can continue being the music teacher rock star you already are. Welcome to episode 13 of the Domestic Musicians Music Education Podcast. Today, we're going to break things down a little bit and bring it more to a personal level. Um, I'm always talking about music education and inspiring teachers, and today I wanted to do share a little bit about me. So in this podcast episode, I'm going to share 10 things you may not know about me. You may have questions sometimes about who exactly is this woman I'm always hearing talk about music education, and I just wanted to share some things about me that you may never have known before. So the first thing I want to talk about is number one, I am an introvert. What? You're probably thinking, okay, but I have listened to you talk. I've seen you on Facebook Live before or whatever. I am an actual introvert. Now, I think sometimes introverts get a bad rap. People think introverts are just people that just lock themselves in a room all day and don't talk to another soul. That's not true. I can't speak to ev- for everyone, but I can speak for myself. Um, for me personally, I love being around people. I love meeting new people and forming relationships. I love to talk and teach. But at the end of the day, when it comes down to it, my way to unwind is to just be by myself. (laughs) Now, that's not always easy because I have, you know, church obligations, work obligations. I have a husband. I have three little boys who need me. So it's not always easy to find alone time. But I think fitting those little bits of alone time in when I can are very important. That may just be like, you know, 30 minutes of going on a walk or going to a coffee shop by myself, which to some people, if you're an extrovert, that doesn't sound fun because you're like being by myself, what? But I feel like being by myself sometimes is what I need to recharge, to yeah, I can't feed into others unless I, you know, take care of myself first. And that may sound kind of selfish, but I don't think it's selfish to take care of yourself because like I said, you can't pour into others until you pour pour into yourself first. So when people meet me and they find out I'm an introvert, they all look at me like, no, you're not. (laughs) Because I am pretty outgoing. Um, I feel like just because you, you're an introvert, it doesn't mean you're not outgoing. It doesn't mean you don't have a personality, I guess is what I'm getting at. It doesn't mean you don't have a sense of humor. It just means that you recharge differently than an extrovert does. And that's okay. I can sometimes tell if I've been around people too much that day. If I just need to be by myself a little bit. Um, I can tell if I have too many things scheduled in my day where I'm needing to just cut something out or say no to something, which is also, that's a whole different topic right there, isn't it? It's hard to say no to things, but I have to sometimes just take care of me or my family for that matter um, and not do too much, not over schedule and really find the balance in recharging. And um, what's really funny is <laughs> I have um, three boys, like I said, and our middle son is the most extrovert, extroverted extrovert you'll ever meet. This child cannot be by himself no matter how hard you try. I'm talking, even if I tell him to just have some room time for 10 minutes, he'll pop his head out. What are you doing? 
What was everybody else doing? Where are you? What are you doing? And, and so it's really kind of funny because I know God has a sense of humor because having an extroverted child when you and your husband are both introverts is pretty interesting dynamic. But he is definitely, he is so much fun. But I wanted to say real quick before I move on to number two is I wanted to say one of the cool things about me, I sound kind of selfish saying that, one of the great things about me. No, but I feel like one of the things I can say about myself being an introvert is I feel like I'm a really loyal friend because I'm looking back on friendships and I watch people, um, I'm kind of an observer too, that's my personality, but I watch people who make new friendships all the time and that's that's amazing and that's just the way they're, uh, maybe they're extroverted, that's just their personality. For me, I've always kind of been, and maybe this comes across being kind of snobbish and I don't mean it that way at all because I'm actually a pretty friendly person, but I've always um, kind of made like one good friend at a time and that friend just sticks. Like, for instance, I have a child for childhood friend who I've known since I was eight. We were best friends. And now we don't talk all the time like we did, but we actually had a phone call not too long ago. I kind of went through a medical thing, and she called me, and we talked. My high school best friend is still my high school best – my still one of my best friends in the whole world. My college best friend is still one of my best friends in the whole world. I'm talking these friendships that kind of stick. We – I mean, once – and what's funny is – is all my best friends now, we all live at different parts of the country. Um, I made a really good friend uh, last year, actually, who it had been a while since I've clicked with anyone this way. And then she ended up moving to California and I'm in Northwest Arkansas. But all my best friends, now we all live in different parts of the country. And what's funny is I think about my personality and I think it's funny because I feel like that works for me because I don't have a lot of time to just like go hang out and like since I am introverted it's hard for me to just want to have the energy to actually put makeup on or whatever if I don't have any on that day to go to hang out with people <laughs> so I think it works out great when I have friendships that I can just pick up the phone and call or we text or we when we do see each other in person it's amazing but I think um yeah so I feel like for me the friendships I make that we really do stick and it sticks for life, like life friendships, which I think is really cool for me. I really, really like that. I have friends who are like my sisters. And I have two amazing sisters, actually. So that that's a bonus also. Number two is I wanted to be a traveling concert pianist when I was growing up. I I know that sounds really funny because you're like, what kid says that? <laughs> when you're growing up, what child says that's what I want to be when I grow up? That was what I said. You know when you're in a classroom and the teacher's always like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I was like, I want to be a traveling concert pianist. And even my teachers would look at me like, what are you talking about? So I started learning the piano at the age of six, and I've talked about it before, but it was basically like my homeroom teacher had a piano in her classroom, and I it was an upright piano, and I was sitting on the floor behind the piano, didn't see her hands, listened to her play Jolly Old St. Nicholas, Went home that day. My dad had just gotten a piano from the church we were going to at the time. They were giving it away probably because it was super out of tune and, I don't know, falling apart kind of. But anyways, it was a piano, so it was amazing to have it in our house. Nobody knew how to play the thing. I think I was just kind of determined to play it. So I came home that day after school, and I started kind of playing around a little bit and figured out how to play Jolly Old St. Nicholas. Um, it took not just like the minute I sat down, but I mean, I was kind of playing on the keys and figured it out finally just with my index finger. And my mom was like, oh, did a piano teacher teach you that today? I mean, did your music teacher teach you that at school? No. Did you watch someone play it? No. I listened to it. 
she looked at me like, what the? So from that, my love of piano from the age of six started right at that moment. And I got in piano lessons and I was like, I'm going to be a traveling concert pianist. I want to get, I want to go through college and get a piano degree and then go travel all around the world and be, you know, get paid to perform. Well, that dream is not like a bad dream to have. Don't get me wrong. First of all, I was six years old. Okay. Um, but so let's talk about the college years. I got to college. I did start out as a piano performance major. Then I realized, well, time out. I've always worked with kids. I've always babysat or was summer camp counselor or taught um, private piano lessons. Why am I not getting a music education degree? I love music. I love teaching and being with children. So it kind of like made sense. And so I switched my degree in the middle of my sophomore year. But also on top of that, I was already without a piano performance degree playing for several children's choirs and soloists and things like that. And so I changed my degree. And then I met my husband literally two months after I graduated college. And now we have three boys. And so I feel like I think back to me wanting to be a traveling concert pianist at six years old because, you know, you know so much life at the age of six. You you really know what you're going to be doing when you grow up. I, I realized I could not have the family I have today and um, have impacted all the little lives I taught if I had been traveling around the world as a concert pianist. So, um, yeah, I think it's okay for your dreams to change, especially when you're a kid and you don't really know what you're talking about. Okay, so number three, I... This is going to be kind of random, but I never liked coffee or sushi until college, and now I'm in love with both of them. Okay, it's kind of a random thing to talk about, right? But I was that girl in college where I had never really tried coffee because, I mean, think about it. In high school, how many high schoolers, maybe now they are, but when I was in high school, we weren't just like going to the coffee shops and getting, you know, coffee. That's just not what we did. Um, and so it was college and then there was a coffee house right by where I went to college and we would always go listen to a live band play. And so I would always get the frozen frappuccinos, you know, the sugariest drink you can get in the whole world. And that was kind of where coffee addiction kind of started. And I'm not going to lie. And now it's like a necessity. It's like that quote, it says, (laughs) what would a day without coffee be like? And it, the quote says something like, I don't know. i can't I've never had one yeah unless a coffee our coffee pot broke or something there's no way um and sushi uh when I met my husband and he wanted to take me on a sushi date I had never really knew what sushi was and so I was like that's disgusting I thought I thought all sushi was just raw fish and then it wasn't until I tried the traditional California roll that I ended up and it's kind of our little tradition now I ended up loving it and now our little tradition now is to just get sushi every Friday night and we eat it when the, our kids go to bed and watch a movie kind of like an at-home date night because like I said we're introverted and that's may sound boring to some people but to us it's just something it's like our unwinding on a Friday night type of thing where we eat sushi and watch a movie and I love it and then so number four um, is I hate being hot. Um, well, all these people are loving summertime and don't get me wrong. I love summer. I love, I really do love having my kids home with me. I think it's so much fun. We've had so much fun, lake, pool, all the things, but man, those days, I don't know about where you live, but in Northwest Arkansas, when you step outside and the humidity hits you in the face so hard, you feel like you're about to fall backwards because it's so stinking hot. 
I don't like it. I don't like the hot weather. I like I me mean, being in the pool when it's hot is nice, but it's still so hot. You feel like you're just like, oh, can it just be like 10 degrees cooler? And on top of that, I don't like being really cold. I don't like those days where you also step outside and you feel like the cold air hits you in the face so hard. You feel like your like nose is going to freeze off. I guess I'm like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. I like my weather just right. Not too, co not too cold, not too hot. I like sweater weather, sweatshirt weather, and just like crisp fall air and, the, you know, football, football weather is what I like, which is one of my next points. But I, yeah, I'm just not one of those who's just like, oh my god, I love the heat, let me lay out and tan. I would lay in that beach chair for like maybe five minutes and be like, I'm all done, I'm sweaty, this is nasty, get me some deodorant, I'm done. <laughs> okay, so I mentioned football. I, you guys, I don't know when I became um, a sports-loving girl, but I love watching college football, and I love watching college basketball. Maybe it's because I never grew up, I've always been in Oklahoma and Arkansas my whole life, and I never really grew up watching a sport, like a professional sports teams, but I love watching me some Razorbacks, okay? Now, don't get me wrong, I'm not naive. I know we don't have the greatest football and basketball teams over here, Um but I enjoy watching it. I think it's so much fun. It's just like something fun to do. Maybe it's a southern thing. But I love watching me some football and some basketball. Okay, so on top of that, other things I love is if you've heard me talk for any point of time, you know I'm very sarcastic. My friends know this. My husband knows this. My family. I'm very sarcastic. And a lot of times I'll say things. And sometimes people look at me like I'm serious. But... I mean, a lot of times I just speak in jokes. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, so I love stupid humor shows. One of my favorite movies of all time is Dumb and Dumber. I mean, it's one of those things I could watch that movie so many times and still crack up every single time. I love Friends. I love the show Friends. I love the show King of Queens. It's so funny because that show reminds me of my husband and I so much. And then on top of that, um, I love true crime shows. I don't know if that makes me sound like, you know, like an evil person. But I, I don't know. It's like watching the mystery unravel and seeing them solve a crime show I don't know I really like that so those are my things I like to watch and then and I like the occasional like I'll find like a series I like to watch and of course I sit on Netflix and watch the whole thing in like two days you know and then you're like what do I watch now yeah that happens too so number six is I never thought I would be a stay-at-home mom okay so back to the whole you think you have your whole life mapped out and planned out before you well, I did. I was like, I got this whole planned out. I know what I'm going to do, and I'm never going to be a stay-at-home mom, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so in college, um, I felt like I went to a Christian university. And so a lot of – I'm just – I'm not making fun of anyone right now, and I don't want it to come across that way. But my college best friend I talked about, who we're still really good friends to this day, and um, we would sometimes be like – are some of these girls just here to get their MRS degree? We just thought they were there just to like find a husband and then be a stay-at-home mom. And and I was like, no, that's never going to be me. I'm always going to be a working mom. Even if I get married, I'm still going to have all my dreams and passions and work. And, and then so then like life, you know how life wakes you up sometimes. Okay. So I did. I got married. I still worked. And in fact, when I met my husband, I was work teaching full time. Play for two children's choirs and taught piano lessons probably like 15 hours a week. It was crazy land. And he was like, can you like, you know, not do all this? Because I never see you. And I was like, I, it's just kind of what I always did. I've always had a really um, hard work ethic. 
And I never, I always have a hard time slowing down. And so I was like, why? What's wrong? And then I was like, oh, I guess this isn't normal to do all this stuff. Because, you know, when you're single, it's okay. But then when I met him and when then we got engaged, I was like, I guess I need to, like, not do a million things. So then when we had our first son, I still taught full time. And I still taught some piano lessons. And I still played for one children's choir. I had um, quit the other gig. And then, then as our son got a little bit older... Um, we started noticing some things and then we had our second son. Then we ended up moving to Arkansas and my school was closing. And so I knew I wasn't going back that next year. And I ended up, um, I knew I wasn't going to go back the, the next school year anyways. Well, it was closing, but I didn't want to find a new job because I didn't want to have to quit in the middle of the school year because we didn't know when we'd be moving. And ironically, we ended up moving in December of that next year anyways. Well, Lo and behold, we found out our oldest son has autism, and then our middle son had severe, I'm talking severe food allergies when he was a baby. Um, I, I mean, I had to, like, process of elimination everything. I did not feel comfortable putting either of them in daycare. And so moving to a new state, having two sons with um, special needs, and I ended up staying home. And it kind of made me laugh because I thought, I went from teaching full-time teaching lessons part-time, playing for two children's choirs, knowing what I talked about in college to now being a stay-at-home mom. And this is before I started my website or anything. And it made me laugh because I thought, you know what? How in the world was I supposed to know my future and, you know, where life was going to take me one day? I had no idea as an 18-year-old who thought I knew everything about life, what my life would end up being. So anyways... I actually love it, and I love, um, yeah, I ended up loving it, and then we had another boy, because that's just what we do, is have little boys all the time, apparently, we're done at three, we're done at three kids, by the way, <laughs> but yeah, so dreams can change, and things can change, and um, life will wake you up sometimes and be like, listen, this is what your life is, this is the children I gave you, and sometimes, you know, your dreams change, and my life, my kids need me to be home, and that's what I'm doing. So that's what ended up happening there. Number seven, I'm not a girly girl, um, believe it or not. Now, when I have to do a Facebook Live, let's, let's back up. Not when I have to. <laughs> when I get to do a Facebook Live and talk to my tribe and get any other like live, you know, when I have to, when I'm shooting a course or whatever I'm doing, webinar, um, I love fixing my hair for that. I love looking nice. I'm not going to come on there and look like I just jumped, you know, came back from running. But I'm not a girly girl. Normal Jessica, you will find in a graphic t-shirt, some jeans with holes in them, maybe like a cute pair of tennis shoes, and a ponytail. I That's me. Now, my Sunday attire, I play piano at my church most weeks. And, you know, we have to look nice up there, obviously, and trendy and everything. I look... I, have, I love putting a cute outfit together, don't get me wrong, and I have my own style. But on a daily basis, I just, I'm not a girly girl. I just don't, I just don't, I buy the simplest makeup, you know, the drugstore stuff. I don't, I don't have the nicest hair products. I just, the simplest way to get me ready and out the door as possible is my jam. That's exactly what I do. So, number eight my ideal vacation is to just lounge on a beach for a week. Now, now you remember, I don't like being really hot. <laughs> when I say lounge on a beach, give me some shade, give me an umbrella, give me a good like, um, you know, ice beverage, 
and a book to read or now let's be honest give me my you know like a kindle book where i can read um i love to just relax and i feel like a vacation now there's vacations where you do with your kids. I wouldn't really call those a vacation because let's be honest, and you usually need a vacation from the vacation, but my ideal vacation is just to go and relax and rest and rejuvenate. I feel like it really does help just to get away from everything for a week and just relax, um, but I love the beach. Now, I haven't been to the mountains for a while, and I would love to go take like a vacation to the mountains and um, maybe not ski, but... I love nature. I love being outside. I love seeing different things in nature. I think it's just really pretty. And then number nine, no matter how hard I try, I can't sleep in. I don't know about you, but my kids, well, obviously, I have little boys, so I'll have to get up when they're up. But I'm talking about, like, for instance, my husband and I just did a three-day mini getaway, just us. And we're like, oh, my God, we're going to totally sleep in. And we don't have kids. We can just sleep in as long as we want. Well, here's the deal. Um, no. The sun came through that window, 7 a.m. The next morning, I'm up. I, it's just something about, like, I don't know if it's, like, age or when you become a parent and all of a sudden – you just can't sleep in no matter how hard you try. You know, you're like trying to force your eyelids shut and you, and you can't do it. That's me now. I just cannot sleep in. And I guess it's not a bad thing. But on top of that, I love morning. I've always been a morning person. I'm that person that comes out of bed and immediately talking to people and peppy and let's get moving. Let's get our day going. And, you know, most energy in the morning. And then I'm as the day goes on, it's like, you know, you find me at 8 p.m. just like, mm, it just crashes. My energy's gone. But um, so maybe it's also because I'm a morning person. So I don't know. That's, that's, yeah, I just can't sleep in anymore. But number 10, um, I've had this question a lot. Did you always dream of having your own website? Well, here's the thing. The answer to that is absolutely not. Um, <laughs> just being honest with you. So back to like, you know, I talked about when I was six years old, then I was 18 years old. Well, I feel like dreams and passions change over time. And so for me, I already mentioned the reason I we moved to Arkansas and I thought I would, okay, I'm going to get back into the classroom like the next year. Well, then I ended up just like having a different passion. And I, after talking to um, several other, well, first of all, it started with parents asking me, how can I teach music in my home? And I thought, well, so I recorded a piano course because I thought I can't devote after school time right now to teaching piano lessons because I have to be there for our oldest son. I have to. There's I Without going into detail, he needs me. And so I did that. And then I started thinking about my struggle when I first started teaching. I got my teaching job in the middle of the school year. I've gone into the story a million times. You can listen to past podcast episodes to hear the story. But basically, I had no resources and nobody to help me. And it was very overwhelming. So I thought, why? My passion is to help other music teachers who are just like me. And so of September of 2016, let me think back. I'm pretty sure that's, yes, that is when my blog started. And then from there, it's turned into a lot, it's morphed into a lot of other things. And so if you want to read more about my story and who I am and my passion behind starting my website, my website is thedomesticmusician.com. 
And while you're there, be sure to check out the free resources I provide. Okay, you guys, I had so much fun talking to you about myself <laughs> and things you may not know about me. And I just am so encouraged talking to each and every one of you when I get a chance to. And I know you're doing an amazing job and having an awesome summer. And I am so glad that I am able to help even just one person, find the passion and the joy that you need to teach every single day to your students. All right, everybody, I will talk to you soon. Have an amazing day. Bye. Thank you so much for listening in to the Elementary Music Teacher Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. And while you're there, I would love for you to review the show and leave a rating on iTunes. To find out more about how I can help you gain momentum in your elementary music teaching career, head to thedomesticmusician.com where you'll find free downloads, courses, the blog, and so much more. Continue teaching music and never doubt the impact you're making each and every day in the lives of your students.